The Champagne Breakfast podcast would like to begin by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. now i want to make noise yeah. <laughs> anyway guys hi and welcome back to the champagne breakfast podcast <laughs> 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 wow it's been a minute been a minute i am sayo i'm again and i'm evelyn Wow. <laughs> I, I literally want to say, and together, we're the champagne. I was going to say high five. Even. It feels like it, fo- it needs to follow that. Yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> and together, we're the champagne breakfast podcast. <laughs> anyway, it has been a minute. We are happy to be back recording for you guys for your listening pleasure. Um, how's everyone going? Good. Where have we been? Oh, you're good. Yeah. That's good. I'm very good. Like, I feel like this week has been a good week for me. Mm. But, like, also just not recording because it takes a lot of work, guys. Woo! It takes a lot of work. So yeah, just having that time, like, to myself, doing my own thing, even though it's still the regular, but having something that's not on the schedule all the time. Yeah. Actually good, even if it's something small. Yeah. So yeah. it feels good, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even releasing happy. yourself from the pressure of having to think of content or looking at things from the angle yeah. of where can I find content in this? Like yeah. Yeah. you're not just consuming to try and produce yeah. something. Yeah. Just enjoyment. You're just enjoying. Just exactly. Yeah. And relaxing. So it's the main true. point of view. What about you, Olga? I'm good. I'm feeling this week I was sick. Mm. but i've recovered in jesus name amen. amen so feeling back to full health back to life back to life mm-hmm. um yeah life is groovy can't complain excellent 10 out of 10 would recommend 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> how are you doing um yeah i'm doing really well as well um lots of good news has been coming my way of mm. late so yeah no problems like none of well there's always problems but you know overall the worldview perspective is goodness and love love and joy yeah Yeah. amazing so it is from that point of view the the (laughs) the good that we are all feeling Uh that we want to bring you an episode that is um a growth episode yeah i like that yeah an episode that is um, I don't want to say course correction because, Mm-mm. you know, I don't think we've corrected courses, no. but I think it's just about reassessment, re, um, analyzing where, what your opinion used to be and where it is now. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, today we want to talk about purity culture. Dun, dun, dun. I like that. Well, well placed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even plan it at all. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> um yes so does uh, should, let's start off by explaining what purity culture mm-hmm. is guys what, what is it to you because it's different for everyone i guess but True. there's also sort of like a prevailing sort of um point of view mm. um well i think when i think of purity culture mm-hmm. having grown up in church having grown up in a christian 
um, family, Christian household, um, there are certain ideals and certain beliefs that you are taught as Christian men and women in regards to sexuality, mm. desire, um, sex, things of that nature. And the things that you are, sorry, the, the ideas or the beliefs that I guess are instilled in us or we are encouraged to abide by, um, sort of encourage, not sort of, encourage you to strongly, strongly advise, <laughs> strongly advise that you abstain any sort of desire, any sort of sexual expression until marriage. Mm-hmm. And anything that you do to express sexuality outside of marriage is a sin. Mm-hmm. So therefore you should not do that. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it also yeah. comes down to your thoughts as well. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if you had impure thoughts like yeah. about like sex or like experimenting or whatever, then like yeah. you weren't pure. You're a sinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a sinner. You're a sinner. Yeah. I agree with all of that. I think also like for me, purity culture is about the concept of you know being pure and trying to attain purity and chasing after it but also feeling comfort i'm doing inverted commas Mm. in the fact that you think or believe that everyone else around (laughs) you is doing the same Mm. and therefore it's like cool or whatever it's like you know it's the right thing it's yeah exactly and then there's a certain level of um judgment that you you know, inadvertently feel towards others who are not living the right way, who are mm. not pure, who mm. are doing, um, you know, doing things that you find to be against what you've been told. Yeah, there's definitely a judgment because yeah. you're told to not be of this world and then you're yeah. like, I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. So. Yeah. <laughs> be in the world, but not of the world. Yes. And I'm not yeah. of the world. Yes, yeah. I'm not. I'm like Sarah over there. <laughs> Not to drop names, but... <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Sarah. There's no Sarah. We don't know what Sarah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Def- <laughs> but we're not talking about her. <laughs> Sorry, okay. This is not directed at any Sarah. No, no, no. Not at all. Um, anyone can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, guys. <laughs> not talking about you, Jessica. <laughs> It has been a um, but yeah, exactly. And there's a sort of high horse, like you said, the judgment brings a high horse that I am going to, for some reason, because I've abstained from this or I've been so pure, what is coming for me sexually is going to be so great, so mm. wonderful, so, you know, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> and all I have to do is, like, you know, really um, repress all the sexual feelings that I have, mm. um, ignore them, really make sure that I'm, like, you know, being really godly with my relationships with the opposite sex and of course it's only the opposite sex Mm. Mm. you know there's no leeway for experimenting um for you know identifying other than you know straight yeah or heterosexual or anything like that you know Mm. so it is very it's a very limiting well now, in retrospect, it, for me, I find it to be very limiting, very um, exclusive, very, you know, small, this mm-hmm. worldview. Um, obviously, I didn't always feel that way. Um, personally speaking, I didn't always feel that 
it was limiting i've never thought of it in um in the sense of limiting other people or um because i've never really thought of purity culture in terms of what other people do yeah. yeah you know anyone can do whatever like you know there's always those judgments but also it's not really deep for me it's always being like myself and like how i view myself yeah. and i think um when i really bought into that whole purity culture thing um i didn't see it as limiting for myself you know i saw it as god's will mm. i saw it as protective and definitely the the right way to do things yeah so there has been a lot of unlearning, mm. a lot of journeying and realizing that, you know, what do I think? What do I believe? Like, what are my thoughts about this? And not mm. just what have I been taught? Yeah. Mm. What about for you guys? Is it, was it limiting? Um, you made, Evelyn, you made a really good point about like, yeah. What did you say about, you know, when we were younger? Oh yeah. I, like, I was telling yeah. the girls earlier, like I've been obviously like thinking about this and I'm still on the journey. I'm trying to mm. figure out like how like purity culture has affected me and things that I need, need to unlearn and stuff. But I mentioned to the girls, like, am I happy that I'm on this journey now instead of when I was younger? Mm. And the answer to that for, for me was, um, like yeah i'm happy that i'm on this yeah. journey now like not when i was young because i feel like i'm able to make more like informed decisions mm. um instead of when i was younger i probably would have just been like okay i'll be free and do no. whatever yeah and you know what like and only now as well we're learning about consent and yeah. like safety and all that stuff like that when we were our age i don't think it mo- must most people were talking about it yeah. Yeah. so when we're younger yeah 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 did i say our age yeah yeah sorry exactly good point girl good point <laughs> yeah when we were younger like yeah so i um yeah so i think for me it was it has been very limiting mm. um but yeah. not necessarily to like not it was limiting but also protective like and yes. also very like yes there's a certain level of gratitude mm. like about a lot of things that you know your parents raise you to think and believe um before you then do your the own thing work. is for me it's not my parents my parents didn't raise me to mm. believe that like they i like when we say that like what are we talking about like to not have sex before marriage or anything yeah. like that like or abide by purity yeah like no one no one told my parents didn't tell me that mm. i would by like 18 or 16 i was like i'm not having sex <laughs> before marriage i was provoked. Like, <laughs> i'm like i'm not doing it like and that was just my decision mm. um like obviously when i became a christian i felt like it was like cemented i was like no nah, i'm not doing it now mm. because there's like oh god says it's it's not his will and stuff <laughs> like that so i'm not gonna do it as well like that gives me more like reason yeah. not to do it yeah. um but now I think as well that it's by saying that as well, it's also limiting God and um, mm. God's love for you that we put such pressure and that. like, Conditions. yeah, just on like, we think God is cares about that so much. Yeah. And I think as well as people, we always think like, oh, you know, I'm, why do people care so much about this sin? Like, I feel like I've always preached that. Mm. I've always said, why do people care so much about this sin? And I'm also like that too. Like, mm. <laughs> why do I care so much about sex? Like, mm. why do I put so much on that when yeah. I shouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I'm still recovering. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear my voice? I'm so sick. Um, I think definitely for myself, 
um, a lot of, or some of the motivation behind abiding by purity culture was not wanting to do the wrong thing. Mm. Um, and I guess as a byproduct of that, like I obviously, I wanted to be good. Mm. You know, I wanted to be perceived as good. I wanted to, I didn't want to be a bad person because you're taught that if you slip up or stuff up and mm. you do something sexually with another person by yourself, that, yeah, that's a sin and that's the wrong thing. And a lot of... Um, a lot of the way Christianity is taught to us, there's a lot of emphasis on being good mm-hmm. and being a good person. And I mean, for me anyway, like the whole concept of goodness in general is something that I don't particularly sus- subscribe to in yeah. the in the sense that we're taught it. Mm. Like I just, it's, goodness is so relative and you know i do good and i do bad so like i can't just be a good person exactly um and so i think that's been one of the main um main things that i'm trying to interrogate like what is the motivation behind why i do certain things is Mm. it is it just because i want to be good quote unquote is it just because i want to do the right thing or is it because this is the truth to me? This is the truest way to live my life. Mm. Um, and I just, it makes me, it does make me really sad that the way sometimes, the ch- not sometimes, a lot of the time, the way that church teach about sex and sexuality and desire is in a way that, does make people feel suppressed and does make yeah. people feel a lot of shame towards very natural urges and natural feelings and it's interesting because i don't know that a lot of us actually understand the the context behind what god actually intended for sex like i think mm. we've it's definitely been modernized to the point where it's like yeah just don't have sex before marriage but Mm. that's our interpretation of what the bible says but if you like if you actually look back at what marriage was at that point in time and what sex was meant for and just all these things it's like Mm. okay that context is not the same context as the way that we're taught it and and i'm not saying that to say do whatever you want and you know everything that you've been taught is wrong no yeah i'm just saying there are things that we need to unlearn and learn when we co- when it comes to talking about sex within mm. a Christian context. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're given that space to do so. It's yeah. just very black and white. Mm. Yeah. There's no, there's no honesty there in terms of feeling comfortable to tell your truth, like yeah. you said, and to really, um, yeah, to, like you said, really evaluate what your belief system yeah. is, why you believe this, what you're doing this for. Yeah there is just like a general stance on something and when it's like yeah when it's given to you like do this or you're this then you know yeah (laughs) then fine i'm not gonna do it yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm just even thinking oh there's something you just said that I, i like i was really resting on but now i can't remember what you were saying recall i don't know but i just i really just loved um yeah just the whole concept of um 
understanding context changes and mm. that, you know, what we know or don't know. And I also think like, um, we, nah, I've lost it. You've lost it. It's okay. I'm going to have to think about it again. It'll come back. Okay. Maybe mm. I'll, maybe I'll ask what for each of you and I'll answer obviously, but what has brought on this mm. shift? Was it something one specific I was gonna say incident, not incident. incident. <laughs> no, I mean, was it one specific thing that you read, or was an experience, mm. or what? It's a good question. Or is it just something that you just feel like you're growing into? I th- do you know what it is? I think um, for me, I've never necessarily subscribed to um, not exploring things okay. <laughs> what i was gonna say is <laughs> no I, i'm trying to articulate this i think uh-huh. it's more just it's not that i've ever been um totally against it yeah. i think for me honestly part of it is that the opportunities had not presented themselves mm. and i had not put myself in positions to have the opportunities presented my um to me so it's easy to sort of theoretically believe something mm and um agree with something but then when you experience something or you're put into situations then that, that's when you actually have to Definitely. reckon with mm. what are you going to do or what your choices are what yeah. you know what you're how you're going to behave in those moments yeah so i think the older i get the more i you know have experiences with um men because like men <laughs> Then yeah, it's tough, uh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough position to be. <laughs> We're joking, we love men. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, yeah, so the more I have experiences, the more I am put in those positions like what am I willing to mm. do? What am I not willing to do? Um, how does doing something um change the way I view myself, mm. the way I see myself, the way I've always I saw myself and then also like that relationship with God because for me it's tied up with God it's tied up with um you know being living God's will I would say is what that is um tied been tied up with so I'm just really realizing that you know there is no like I don't believe God works in the um you do something bad and he writes you off mm. or you do something um or if or even on the flip side that you do something good and then god will reward you for doing that good i don't Mm. believe god works like that and so there is more like just recognizing that you know me doing something or not doing something is not going to separate me from god which is what the bible says Mm. so it's really just examining those sort of ideas and being presented with those experiences that has spurred this on Mm. um yeah I've lying, I, I wouldn't, I would be lying if I said even just living at a home, having your own space, having your own freedom, um, doesn't, didn't impact it. Cause it definitely did for me. Like it was just the whole, um, being by myself and being able to just decide how I want to live my life, um, has really sped up a lot of conversations with myself about mm. things that I thought I knew or, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was um, getting into a relationship with someone that had different um, mm. beliefs than me. Mm. Um, it really, because I had them um, challenging the things that I believe. Mm. And then that got me thinking, like, 
why do I believe those things? Like, where did they come from? And I mm. think that's for me where I started changing, trying to research and look into mm. it and be like, wait a minute, like, where, where did these yeah. ideas come from? Mm. Why was this, and not even just to do with purity, like a lot of different things. And I'm like, why was that, why is that such a big deal? What, what, mm. Like, yeah, so that's where that journey started for me as well. Um, and I think it's also just small changes as well. Like, mm. obviously, um, when we were young, I always thought, no, I'm going to wait till marriage. There's no way if I have sex, it's the end of the world. <laughs> and then slowly it changed to like, it's not the end. If I, I don't, I want to wait till marriage. Yeah. But if I do have sex, like it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not the end of the world. Like God still loves me. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. like going to hell, Like mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's what it was for me. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to like pinpoint pinpoint a moment or pinpoint like what exactly the turning point for me was um it's it's funny I'm thinking about it because I think for me I definitely like grow growing up like from when I got into my first relationship like I was always like yeah I want to wait till marriage like sex was the big like do not do sex Mm. like don't have sex right and that was always like yeah no i'm not gonna have sex and then (laughs) um but then i just laughed because you cracked up (laughs) (laughs) anyways go (laughs) um yeah sex was always like obviously not gonna have sex but every every other things there was always like like a gray gray it was like a gray area yeah um and even like now like i'm older um i think more so what i'm coming into is yeah and i th- i think i've i touched on it before it's more just understanding what all of it means to me not just sex itself mm. um but desire and um, and also not feeling like, um, like a shame. Yeah, like nothing's been mm. taken away from mm. me because I. It, okay, yeah. Sorry, let me backtrack. Yeah, not feeling shame because consensually, I have decided as an adult that I want to try something or I want to do something, mm. and I think I'm at a point. I think I've maybe, <laughs> maybe I've caught up to myself now, and I can um articulated a bit more than I could when I was younger but I think where I'm at is more like if anybody is in a a situation where you're an adult and you're consenting and you feel like this is something that I want to do it doesn't take away from anything it doesn't Mm. take away from who I am as a person it doesn't Mm. take away from my relationship with God um as long as I am being true to myself either way what in whatever Mm. context or in whatever decision that you you make whether you abstain or you Mm. um you have an experience it's like it's okay you know it's all right um and I think I think for me where I'm at is like trying to and um Evelyn I think we talked a little bit about this trying to not um just do things because you can do it you know, mm. but actually understanding where it all fits in. Yeah. And I, that's, I, yeah, sorry. That was a roundabout yeah, way yeah. to say like 
that's sort of where I'm at. Like, where does all of this fit mm. in with who I am, what yeah. I believe? How mm. I'm evolving. How I'm like, evolving. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think, yeah, when I was younger, it was more like, okay, these are the things that I shouldn't do. If I do it, it's like, oh, okay, wow, mm. I feel shame. I feel this, I feel that. Um, and it's now taking away from like my spiritual journey with God. Yeah. It's taking away from like me as a person. It's taking away from what I'm going to give mm. whoever my partner is going to be. Mm. Whereas now it's like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, mm. it's all right. Um, you can you can figure it out. And I may not be in the same place I am now mm. in a year. I might, you know, change my mind. Exactly. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's just about that yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And I think we also talked about the fact that like um we don't want to do something just because that feels like right. Like at mm. the time. Like we mm. want we want to make sure that we are learning and like trying to really look within ourselves. Yeah. Not just being like, okay, let me just change the words in the Bible because <laughs> <laughs> Because this is what I want to do right now. And yeah. we, like, it's just, it's going to be, like you said, it's a whole learning process. And yeah. it, we, the decisions we make now may not be the same decisions that we make yeah. in a few years. Yes. And everyone needs to be open to that. Like, to, yeah. <laughs> I'm not exactly. just saying, like, I'm not telling the audience, guys, be open, we're going to change our mind later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> The purity culture don't is a yes. Yeah, and then that's yes the now. only way to live. Mm. Right. Like, I don't know about you, hoes, but for me and my house, until I get a ring. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it's funny because, anyway, but I, sorry, what I was going to say is I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Just in terms of um, when you were talking about, like, the teachings and how they teach it um, in, in church. Um, what I was going to say is I don't actually think – the world does a good job of teaching about sex either. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's either or. Do you know what I mean? It's like either believe what the church says, like purity culture, or just do what the world says. Mm. Um, I think just this ground, like what you said about examining your own thoughts, your beliefs, I think mm. that's probably what I'm most glad that I'm old enough to be making these decisions. And I am older when I am really thinking about these things because if you just subscribe to um you know what the world says which is just do it whenever you want or you know whatever then there are a lot of people broken-hearted people people who've been hurt and um you know yeah who've experienced things earlier than they wanted yeah. to experience things because you know of peer pressure also coming to what the the world has said so i don't think it's either or but i definitely think that it is very important to examine for yourself and decide for yourself what you want to do yeah yeah um i've just forgotten again today i don't know what it is my memory Why today you me today i know, I don't know what my memory is. you just said something what was the last thing you said you're, you're asking the wrong person <laughs> Did I talk? <laughs> I don't remember saying anything. <laughs> oh, wait, this is what I was going to say. I was going to say, it's funny because, you know, obviously we're ch chatting like about change and um, where, where we're at now. But doesn't that doesn't necessarily equate to um, execution. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, as, as we were talking, I was like, oh, when are people thinking like, you know, not that it's any of your business. Except we have spoken about it. So. You guys <laughs> jumped on the podcast and opened your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, no one asked no you. No one asked you, like, actually. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but it's not. It isn't anyone's business. But also, it just doesn't mean like now that now we're the, you know, who we are as individuals changes because. Mm. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to say like. Not that I'm tied up. We're not tied up in an identity of being like, you know, virgins or waiting or anything like that. Nothing like that. Um, But also it's just like you can really do a lot of thinking, a lot of um, growing or, you know, searching, but then come to a conclusion, but never actually execute on that, you know, or never Mm. actually like do it because – what we're saying, I think, above all, is that it's individual. It's like mm. a process. It's a learning process. Mm. It may feel in the space that we're in comfortable to do that, and then you get into a relationship with someone, yeah. and it's like not comfortable to do that, yeah. or you decide that no, I actually don't want to do that. Even though I'm okay with it, if I were to do it, I'm okay, but I don't want to do it. Do mm. you know? So it's very complicated. It's very individual. I don't want it to sound like we're just saying, "Yep." Yeah, we're all about it now. <laughs> yeah. And then like, not that I think we don't really have a great deal of male li- listenerships, <laughs> but I'm just thinking that, you know, not that the males now think, Oh, okay. You know, these girls can get it. <laughs> Imagine if they were never actually thinking that anyway. Yeah. They're like, they oh, were never I'm like, glad. I'm yeah. glad they don't have sex. <laughs> go, go back Damn it. It was easier were. before. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it's just, be <laughs> <laughs> my DMs are closed. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about what sort of spurred this, um, our sort of decision to talk about this on the mm. podcast oh, yeah. or along the side of, mm-hmm. um, we were chatting about someone, you know, who'd spoken about us in an interesting way, oh, yeah. who had called us, um, prudes, yep. you know, or yeah. Anyway, who had called us prudish <laughs> or yeah. prude or whatever mm. and how we felt about that, like, Mm-hmm. whether or not yeah what does that word even mean to mm-hmm. us like do we feel like we're prudish do we feel like we're not prudish like how that connotation changes between you know when we were like you know maybe subscribing to purity culture and now that we don't subscribe it to it to it anymore does that word change is it a big deal to be prudish yeah to be prudish or to be called prudish um i don't think it's a big deal like i think it's rude <laughs> I think I think it's rude to be yeah. called prudish because I think you should be allowed to um, express your sexuality however you want, mm. and if you and also not express yeah. any sexuality exactly. if that's how you feel. So I don't think there should even be that word to be like, okay, mm. you're prudish or whatever. Yeah, or it shouldn't be used as an insult. Yeah, like exactly. do you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be used to um, denigrate someone or try and say that you know this person is less than because. Mm. Um, you don't explore these things or you've never tried these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember, I remember when we released our episode from last year. Was it last, wow. Was was it last, last year, our um, sex toys episode. Oh, yes. And I remember the response from, I, can't, years, I think it was two years ago. Surely. I don't know. Yeah, probably know. two years ago because yeah, because then we did another. We've done another sex one after that. Did we? And that was last year. Yeah. In response to, I even forgot. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. I remember this now. You're right. Mm. Wow, time yeah, flies. I'm flying, girl. We're coming up on two years next month. Wow. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Look at us. Look at us. Go. Oh great. <laughs> well, on season three, so that makes sense. 
Oh, are we? Are we season four? Are we <laughs> let's abolish seasons. We don't We're know. just going to do episodes because yeah. the seasons are just... It is, yeah, look, yeah. Let's just do episodes. Anyway, so someone was saying, I remember the person came into our DMs and we spoke about this and they oh. were like, you should just touch yourself or you should experience mm. yourself. And I just remember like, how rude is that? that or presumptuous. T- or presumptuous, mm. exactly. That you can't hold two opinions. You can't be like, you know... Um, sexual desire or sex my sexual expression looks like this and that includes certain things but it doesn't include other things mm-hmm. and um you know people assume that if you do something then that automatically makes you more i don't know in touch with yourself or right. you know yeah and I'm, I'm interested if um our opinion has changed about that just from experience, from life. Do you know mm. what I mean? Do, is there some truth to oh, um, like trying things mm-hmm. <laughs> does bring you? I, I disagree with what he says. First of all, he, it's none of you, anyone's business. business. Yeah. But from a growth perspective, mm-hmm. is that something that you've changed? That you, Is that a perspective that you've changed? That maybe there is some truth to that. Like you should touch yourself or you should right. experience something so that you then have a greater no experience or knowledge of yourself i definitely i definitely and i think we've all sort of talked about this but wherever wherever it is you um fall on the spectrum of sexual desire or sexual exploration or sexual liberation whatever you want to call it Mm. um i think the main thing in all of that is to know yourself and know what it is mm. that you want and then and you like some yeah. people like if you're asexual mm. right yeah. you don't have the same urges as somebody who isn't asexual right mm-hmm. so like it all comes down to knowing what it is that you like and what and what you don't like mm. and i do believe and i do agree that there is merit if you have decided that or not if you've decided but if you are somebody who desires to have sexual interactions with the opposite sex the same sex that there is power in knowing there is power in knowing what you'd like and what you don't like but that should be explored whenever you want like whenever you decide that that's something that you want to explore Mm. and i think that's with all things like until you have experience or something like you don't really know you don't really Mm. have knowledge about it and, but I don't think it should ever be like, you should do this. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I would ever advise someone, you should be doing this so you can exactly. get mm. experience in it. Because you don't need to. No. <laughs> you don't. If you want to. I think that, you know, experience is a great teacher. Yeah. So in the sense that if you are experiencing something or if you are doing things, you'd hope that you are learning from different experiences Mm. sometimes you need to do things before you know you don't want to do that again Mm -hmm. or um you know or maybe i want to do it again but not in that way Mm -hmm. you know so i think that more than more than anything i would just say that anything just like with sex anything like with sexuality it's a learning experience it's a it's a learning curve so as you explore and you tentatively explore if that's how you decide to do it um then you just grow and you learn as along you know the end there's no blueprint to it that's what i really hate maybe about like um either one like sex purity culture or 
um, the world's version of sexuality, mm-hmm. which is that there's sort of a blueprint. And if you um, don't abide by that blueprint, then you're doing it wrong either mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just so interesting to me that there's so much, there's so much you don't know. And there's so much that you can't know about yourself until you, you know, you start tapping in. You start tapping into that. Yeah. And even the will to just grow and learn because you can be doing something mm. and experiencing things, but not tapping into the whole, mm. let me t- switch on my self-awareness. And yeah. like, how do I feel when I, you know, do this with this person and they don't call me back? Is that going to change the behavior mm. that I have or will it change how I behave mm. next time? And mm. how did I feel about that? Really examining that, not just yeah. doing things because we think, we should do it. It's the mm. next step. Or it's the next step. Exactly. And you need to like remove shame from that in order yes. to tap into that. Because yeah. if you're doing something and constantly feeling shame about it, how mm. are you supposed yeah. to really learn from it or anything? Mm. You're just going to always feel crap yeah. every time you do it. Yeah. How do you do that? Because I think, and probably a lot of, and well, I shouldn't make assumptions, but I'm sure people can relate to that feeling of shame, whether you've grown up in a um, religious environment or like maybe a specific cultural environment or social environment, um, the potential for shame to be placed on you by other people and yourself mm. is very real. And it's a very difficult place to come out, out of. of. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like it, it's so it's so difficult and... And I think, like, if anything, I think that's probably, like, the number one thing for me, that purity culture, that's probably the most um, prevalent side effects. Mm. The effects of... Of, um, yeah, yeah, shame yeah, about it. And it's, like, mm. I don't know how you... Undo that. Undo that. Because mm. I think, actually, one thing that I was thinking about was, like... A lot of the time, well, for me anyway, a lot of the time um, that I've listened to any sort of preaching about purity or dating or marriage or sex or whatever, um, it's like there's the idea that sexuality and desire and all that stuff begins at marriage. And before mm. marriage, it's like you're it just nothing. It shouldn't exist. Yeah. There's nothing. You're nothing. You're just like, you're just a person moving through the world not mm. feeling anything and then as soon as like you get married okay you're gonna all of a sudden yeah be the able switch to turn turns on, on yeah. and then there's freedom and enjoyment mm. there um and so then yeah obviously like if you're doing stuff before marriage it's like same, oh, same, same. yeah like mm. why am i doing this this is mm. all right but we're sexual beings before marriage yeah you mm. know if that's you know, if that's the way that um you operate uh, and it's yeah, it's very difficult to reconcile this idea of I am a sexual being and I'm not married, mm. and yeah, I do I do still believe that I do want to share certain things with my husband when I get married, mm. um, but also not putting so much weight on that. Yeah. Mm. That's a hard one because I think it's important to figure out where the root of the shame comes from. Is it it like um, because you feel like you will not be loved by God Mm. and then finding out what God says about it Mm. and then that could probably help release those shame. If it's from other people, 
then you can also um, have a look into that and try mm. to figure out why I'm feeling shame from that. Should I be feeling shame from that? Mm. And go from there. I think it's really important to find where the root cause is. Mm. So then you can also um, examine it and work from there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's so funny because for me, like I've never, like not really, like I've never thought that God loves me less. Mm-hmm. It's never, I never really, f- like there's, there are times where, yeah, I've, I felt like, okay, I've done the wrong thing by God, but he doesn't love me less. I've just done the wrong thing. Mm. It is more just like, okay, what is the perception going to be from other people? Mm. Because other people mm. that have grown up in the same context that I've yeah. grown up in. Um, because we're all taught the same thing and we're all trying mm. to live the same sort of life. So if the choices that I'm making don't align with the life that we're trying to pursue... Mm. It's like, oh, that's, I've done the wrong thing. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know how to address that. Mm, yeah, well. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I'm like, that's that. You take that up with your therapist, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, but in terms of overcoming shame, and I think maybe this maybe, maybe can assist. I think... There's something that I keep hearing. It's like, you know, if you live your truth, no one can use your truth Mm. against you, including yourself. Yeah. And I really believe in that. Mm. I really believe that as long as you, I think a lot of shame that Christians face comes from living or feeling maybe that you need to live this sort of double life or you need to sort of live like, you know, pretending that I'm not doing X, Y, Z on Saturday and then sitting Mm. in church whatever Mm -hmm. i think if you're honest with yourself you're truthful with yourself you don't have to be you shouldn't be truthful with people Mm. who have not earned the right to your truth that's different but if you know you have close trusted friends Mm. that um you love who love you back then you know living your truth looks like just being honest just being like Mm. hey guys i'm doing this i feel really good in it Mm. it's all consensual it makes me feel good Mm. i think that shame you know there's no the opportunity for shame to um, creep in decreases mm-hmm. because you're living life yeah. in yeah. the open. Yeah. I think... I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think perception is difficult though because we want to see ourselves in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you need to let... There's... I think in general though, like we need to let go with of the version of ourselves that we want to be and really sit in the truth of who we are. Yeah. Mm. And um, you don't know, you know, who you are until you, you know, explore or really just, again, lean into the truthfulness. I think um, if you're a sexual being, if you love that identity, even if you don't love that identity, if you lean, if you have that leaning, then just being honest with that, Mm. just being like, this is, this is, god like god created me Mm. you know nothing that i am is wrong god says that you know Mm. and we've been created as we are supposed to be created i believe or you know um so the urgings that i have Mm. who who did who created that like god Mm. created that so why should i be ashamed of those urgings Mm. i think there's a way there's a wise way to do things, mm. <laughs> you know, hear me, there's a wise way to do things, but also you can, you you know, there's, mm. 
as long as I really just think in honesty, I really just believe in honesty. I do yeah. think like for me, um, I think shame is not something that I, um, I don't know. It's embarrassment. Yes. Guilt. Yes. Shame is not something that I allow, um, to creep into my life very often because of the honesty piece. Mm. If, you know, if my parents ask me something about, you know, point blank period, I don't believe in lying. I don't believe yeah. in doing that. I don't believe in not being true to self. Mm. And I find that that has been the big, and even like that ties into vulnerability and trusting yeah. that, trusting the people that should be trusted with your truth. Yeah think sometimes honesty is difficult when you're trying to be honest with people who have not earned that honesty mm. and a lot of people do that a lot of people just be out here being like oh i'm honest i'm honest i'm honest but you're not really discerning who receives your honesty mm. so yeah that's what i would say yeah. yeah yeah no that's that's fair um yeah i think it's just it's it's a process mm. um it's a process also just understanding that people are just people at the end of the day and it's like mm. apart from god like i don't actually have to answer to anybody only god yeah. can judge you like i actually don't only have god to can judge answer me. to i respect my parents yeah i'm a big girl now though mm. <laughs> so yeah my friends like i have yeah a circle of people who i trust and who I know I can share my truths with, mm. um, but I don't have to answer to anybody. Like no. I do, I agree. Like I, I think the root of, of all of this is understanding what is true to you, what is mm. true to me and being able to stand on that. I think that's, I think that's more so what it is. Like you can know if you want to admit it to yourself, but you can know what your truth is, but it's another thing to like actually stand on that and not be mm. um, afraid to, like if somebody questions that, not mm. being afraid to stand on it and like, yeah, like this is mm. just what it is, you know? Um, yeah. But I guess that also comes with time. That comes with also practice. Yeah. It's not something that for a lot of people, trusting you just yourself on. and believing yourself mm. when exactly. you, when your body tells you something or when your mind tells you that you know something or believe something about yourself, trusting that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something that you mentioned earlier. You said something about, um, one of the side effects, you know, being shame, mm. which we've just talked about. Mm. Um, it reminded me of, um, this podcast we all listened to mm. and it was talking about, it was, um, with Nadia. Oh my gosh. I always forget her Bowles name. Bowles Weber. And she had Josh Harris, you know, if anyone's about purity culture, you may have heard of Josh <laughs> Harris. Um, he wrote a book like, I think in the. 90s or 2000 or very early 2000s called um i kiss dating goodbye mm. and anyway it was just a um, podcast episode where he talks about what he's learned and some of the repercussions of those cons of that and it was really sad for me to hear you know the consequences of so many people um that have been brought up in purity culture who have lived through purity culture and um I remember Nadia was saying that she had, she was talking to, for her book, she was talking to this woman and she's like, she just, that woman, even when she got married, she just mm. couldn't let go of all that teaching about mm. sex and how dirty it is and all this kind of stuff. And um, 
I wouldn't want that for anyone. I just really wanted to mention, listen to that podcast, guys. It's really, um, mm. it's really good. Uh, just putting into words a lot of the things that you probably believe um, <laughs> we've sort of talked about, but in a yeah. much more eloquent way. Yeah. Um, and just really don't allow anything to steal your joy, you know, even especially religion, because I think faith in God, and I believe that the God that we serve, it wants us to live our joy, most joyous life. He wants yeah. us to live um, our best lives, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know. So don't allow anyone to steal your joy, whether it's your parents telling you this or church telling you this or, you know, the world telling you you have to live a certain way and it's counterproductive to your joy. Mm-hmm. Um, also be wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like this is not co-signing any bad choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> disclaimer yeah literally <laughs> big disclaimer <laughs> just be wise yeah be, wise. be really wise just be safe and safe of course. yeah be safe of course in whatever it is you choose to do mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. i feel so i feel good yeah yeah i feel like i wish this is the type of and I'm, I'm sort of thankful because I did have a youth leader that was semi on this vibe, but didn't really want to tell us this vibe because <laughs> this was not, that was not the party line. Yeah. But um, I wish like if I could speak to and teach like younger generations of women now, um, that's what I would say. I would say that rather than, you know, just don't do it or whatever, or not even talking about it. Cause sometimes, you know, Oftentimes we don't even talk about it or you mm. don't feel comfortable enough to address it in Christian or religious spaces. Like yeah. I feel like religion is supposed to illuminate your life. It's supposed to help or faith, I should say, it's supposed to illuminate your life. It's supposed to really help you see the light in things and to mm. live the best versions of things. Mm. So if it's dimming that or if it's really preventing you from, you know, experiencing light Mm -hmm. then it's really restrictive and it's really destructive yeah anyway shall we cheers to that ladies let's cheers why not why not might as well it is our um, (laughs) what do you call it trademark trademark signature okay let's cheers to that teacups y'all because it is very cold um don't forget to like comment subscribe follow us on social media at champagne working breakfast underscore on insta i was doing um twitter, twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i knew it was one of them <laughs> it's at champagne breakfast underscore on instagram but at champagne brekkie on twitter um and we will catch you on our next episode we sure will bye bye, bye.